True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Welcome to True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. And we're so excited to be back. You know, Renee and I had a little hiatus, and it was not a planned hiatus. But Renee and her husband moved, and... You know, Mark here in the studio just asked me, where'd they move to? Are they closer? He was thinking you're closer to the studio. <laughs> no. I was like, no. Nope, nope, around the corner. No, I said, no. Same they, distance. Yeah, I said, they literally moved around the corner, but you know how upsetting it to your whole life it is to move. It doesn't matter oh. the distance, just getting your stuff all flung all over the place and into a new house. That's yeah, hard. It's absolutely horrible, you know, especially whenever, um, you know, because of the real estate market, which, of course, you know best, huh. uh, <laughs> you get to see it firsthand. Uh, whenever your landlord tells you you have 30 days to move out because the owners want to sell their home and you've lived there three and a half years and you just signed a lease. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was really wonky. We logged a lot of hours trying to figure that conundrum we out. We sure did. And then, um, and then my middle son graduated from high school. My oldest child, my daughter, graduated college. So my husband and I have been busy. Our youngest son had some stuff that needed some extra attention, but it's all good now. I'm super grateful for everything that's going on. And oh, you have um, a lot to be uh, uh, happy about. Yeah, it's just <laughs> been so busy, but that's kind of why you haven't heard from the true crime broads lately. Yeah, it's we, been a very busy month. Yeah, we just sort of, we talked on the phone a couple times. We said, you know what, we're just going to have to reconvene in June. This is nuts. Like, oh, and I, I decided it would be a good idea to have the interior of our house painted, which was like <laughs> moving because my little hoarder pockets in my house that I thought nobody would discover, they got exposed. Those painters shoved everything to the oh, middle of the room, and yeah. it's so embarrassing. Right, I, I was forced to deal with my hoarding, and yep. and I've donated bags and bags and bags of stuff, and I had stuff hidden. It wasn't all mine, but it's just stuff that accumulates, and just to get it out of sight, it was like in the dinette in the back corner of the kitchen, this little dark area. I thought, oh, no one will ever find that. Sure enough, I came downstairs one morning, and they had started early, and they had it all on my couch. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to leave town. Oh, my <laughs> God. I would I would be mortified. I mean, it was, was, it was so bad mortified. enough trying to find people to help me move and getting all of our stuff out. It's just been, uh, I can imagine. Yeah. So anyway, my hoarding was exposed. I'm working on it, y'all. If you walked through my house, you wouldn't automatically think I was a hoarder. But if you just look a little closer, the hoarding, it, it happens. If you open cabinets, you could get hurt and in, you could get injured by something that falls out. Well, you know, all I have to say is, is they need to contact us when they're building these houses so that we can explain how they need to make things bigger, pantries, closets. and I mean, some people do have big closets, but for the most part, they're pretty small. Yeah, you know? and I watch organizing videos because I don't want to be the way I am because I've just been busy and raising kids, and you just start shoving things into closets and stuff, and that's not how I want to live. And um, so anyway, I've watched these videos where they, like, uh, till vacuum do us parts, a really good one on YouTube, and another one is do it on a dime. And oh, these people yeah. show you how to organize. So I have these little pockets of, like, amazing organization, a couple of cabinets and a couple of drawers. It's like, wow. But then the rest of the place is wrecked. So I'm oh, working yeah. on it. I've watched a few of those, and they are really good. Oh, my gosh, they're inspiring, they too. They really are. Their whole houses, <laughs> their entire house is organized. That's my goal. So I'll get there just a little bit at I a like time. I like watching those videos that are uh, – where they clean and it, they video their self cleaning yeah. and it's sped up really fast. Yeah, it's so inspiring. It makes you want to just run and do something, but of course it doesn't go to that speed. So then it's you know pointless. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, we've been busy. Oh, hey, and one other thing that we did recently is we saw the Who in concert. Oh. It was so good, y'all. I don't know if anyone I out there has seen that. the Who, and I just we were like, we got to go. You know, we had tickets to see them in 2015. Mm -hmm. 
And unfortunately, and Joan Jett was opening. Unfortunately, my dad had cardiac arrest and he literally was in ICU in a coma. So we were like, we can't go, you know, even though it wouldn't, there's nothing we could do to help him. Just our frame of mind wasn't in the concert. So so we canceled that. My brother was supposed to go too. Then the next time they rolled through town, we got tickets and guess why it got canceled? Why? COVID. Oh, of course. So we couldn't go because of COVID. So their rescheduled date rolls around, and guess what happened? What? Pete Townsend got sick, and they canceled. Oh, my goodness. So wow. I, I told Mike, I said, I am determined to see the who. <laughs> so when I, <laughs> when I saw that the tickets were going on sale and they were going to be here this spring, and I couldn't believe that they actually made it. I thought something goofy would happen I know, again. right? But it was so good, and it was really amazing. And I never really realized I was a Who fan, but my brother had taken my husband to see the Who years ago, and he was like, you got to go. They're amazing. So I stayed home with the kids. They were little. So I was like, okay, I'll go. But it was really funny. You know how when you see something really intense and it starts, and when it came, when they first started, I was, like, really into it. And I said, wow. I said, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend, they're like – like Renee and me on True Crime Broads, <laughs> that, that partnership. And then, right. I, and then after I watched it for a minute, I was like, no, it's not like us at all. <laughs> like, oh. They're like really amazing. <laughs> and Renee and I have good intentions, but we're hardly, we do try. We're hardly them. So anyway, yeah, that was a really good show. And I just wanted to share a little bit. You know what I really want to go see? What? Top Gun. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. My I husband and I talk go. about it every day. Yeah. We haven't seen Maverick yet, y'all. I'm sure most of our audience has seen it. You know, I, I, I told my husband, I said, I'm really going to go see that movie. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah. He goes, why? And I said, oh my gosh, the first one was amazing. And he acted like he oh, didn't know what I was talking about. I heard I'm the like, second one is kidding? phenomenal. I know. And they say you have to see it in the theater. Don't wait and stream right. it. They say you have to be there for the effects yeah, and everything. Yeah, for the sound and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I'll find anybody who wants to go with me to see this, let me no, because I need somebody to go. Apparently, my husband's not really interested. Wow. <laughs> okay, you got to see it. My husband's very interested. We've just been so busy. <sighs> okay, the purpose of us being here today is to talk to you about the Missy Beavers case. Now, originally, we had an appointment here to talk to someone about a different case, but our guest no showed. So we're trying to figure oh, out what we're trying so to figure. Frustrating. <laughs> we're trying to figure out what happened to our guest. We hope he's okay right? because it was his idea to do it today at ten. So we're hoping that. He's not trapped under something heavy, you know, right. and that he's all right. But in the meantime, we decided instead of wasting our studio time, we would jump on here and do an impromptu show about Missy's case, which is our number one case. And um, we just get so many comments from people saying, what's going on? Why doesn't the Midlothian Police Department ever update? What does that mean? And I guess our message is, If Midlothian police ever listens to us, I'm not going to assume that they do. But if anyone out there can tell us, why is there no updates? Because I can tell you, Renee and I can tell you, from a public standpoint, it makes it look like Midlothian police doesn't care. Right, exactly. And I know they care. You know, I, I know always, they do. I always get frustrated when I hear people say, oh, the police are in on it, or, oh, the police just don't care. But I get why they say that. In, sta- in, in situations like this, you're going, what the heck, man? 
It's really baffling. And um, we get people saying stuff to us all the time, like, I'm scared. I've told the story many times about my friend and her mother. They live in separate homes in Midlothian, but they each are terrified to go outside at night. You know when you go out and you take your trash cans out mm-hmm. the night before because the trash comes really early? She goes, I literally turn around and run back in the house. That's just so sad. Well, and, and we have me over here that does the same thing now. And I used to not be like that. I was, I mean, you could ask my parents. I was the world's worst about leaving doors unlocked, windows unlocked. I mean, I would go outside. It didn't scare me. It, we, I even thought there was somebody looking at my window when I was a teenager. I went out to check it out by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, I, thought, I guess I thought I was invincible, which most kids do. But, you know, I wasn't scared. But now I stay by myself, which I recently had to do. I can't even sleep in my bedroom. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean there is, you know, and we've had people, a couple of people, the vast majority want to know what's going on. Right. We have had, I say a couple of people, I think it was just one, tell us that MPD doesn't have to tell us what's going on. It's not the public's business. And I get that. We are not asking for information that would harm the case in any way, shape, or form. We're asking if, do you have your sights on someone? Is this still an active case? Right. If it is an active case, what can the public be doing? You've already asked the public to look for the Nissan Altima that was seen circling the, the gun store. People following the case know there's been a Nissan Altima seen on camera circling SWFA, catty corner across the street about two hours before the murder. Okay, are we still supposed to be looking for that? Because I, I believe people are, but you don't hear about it as much as you used to. But I mean, are we wasting our time like you said? I mean, just it, it, when they when Midlothian police gets on TV and implores the public to participate at that level, mm-hmm. we deserve an update. I agree. I don't understand it. I mean, we did our part. The public has been looking for that car. I have heard of some people calling it in. There's someone that we occasionally hear from who called it in, and he said that the police said we're no longer interested in that vehicle. That's information that needs to get out if that's true. Mm -hmm. If they were just trying to get rid of that person or they were just trying to mislead, we don't care if you want to mislead the public because it helps the case. That's cool. I'm all for that. I know you are too. But the public, and it's not, well, we do reach people in other countries and other towns and other states, but the people we're hearing from are in Midlothian, the city of Midlothian. That's mm-hmm. their town. They have a right. The rest of us really don't, I guess, have a right to know what's going on, okay? I'll admit that. But the people that live in Midlothian that are paying Midlothian city taxes mm-hmm. and they're scared for their lives Very because true. the way it looks right now, there's a homicidal maniac on the loose. Mm-hmm. And they could, this person, okay, and I've had people say, well, they must think it's targeted, and that's why they're not warning the public. Okay, well, so it was targeted toward Missy, which Renee and I do believe, but that still doesn't mean that this same person couldn't get that upset with someone else. Um, yeah, exactly right. And, and, and do the same thing. What. Yeah. Or do something equally horrible in a different manner. Anyone that would dress like that in the middle of the night, in the pounding rain, break into a church and assault someone like that and surprise attack someone like that in that way, that's Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't have all their marbles upstairs, obviously. Right. And they could easily strike again. It may not be in the exact same way, but it could be in some other way. So that's why I guess the point of this podcast, Renee and I talked about it last night, is we want to jump on and just implore people to Get together and do something. If you live in the town of Midlothian, I mean, we're always happy to talk to people, but when you come to us with this stuff, we're just going to agree with you. 
But maybe if you guys band together, get a petition, get the media involved. The media has been asleep at the wheel on this case for too long. Um, band together, make some noise. Um, I just don't know what to suggest except get together and do something. You guys that are paying the city taxes in Midlothian, you absolutely, I agree with you, you deserve an update. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, it's like how long are, are people supposed to go wondering and, and waiting to hear from, you know, to know. And, 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 of course, everybody thinks it's a cold case now because we don't hear from police. Well, and, you know, it's interesting when we talk to famous investigators, I say famous, ones that are very high, you know, in high profile in the media and on different TV shows like Nancy Grace. Those people all agree that this is a cold case, but we try to tell them, no, Midlothian says it's not cold, but they look at us like, come on. Yeah. It's been six and a half years. So if really experienced investigators are are calling this a cold case. I would think that MPD would want to just release a little bit of what you're doing. Tell us that you have your eyes on someone. You don't have to say who. You don't have to say where the person's located. You don't have to tell if it's a male or a female. Just let us know that something's happening because people are, there is unrest happening in the, in the city of Midlothian. And I would really rather see MPD update everyone than to have the whole town, you know, rise up. Yeah, you know, it's it's here's the thing that really boggles my mind is why wouldn't they want to update people? That I don't understand that. It doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of energy and effort. It's just, just something. It's just like what Christine Menina said. She said those updates will make that person that has a maybe a tip they've been sitting on because they weren't sure it was important or they didn't feel right about calling in. They were uneasy. But when you find out six, almost six and a half years later, it's not solved. You go, you know what? Maybe I should tell them about that thing. It might be connected. Right. And if it's not, guess what? It's okay. Exactly. You're not wasting anyone's time. Um, that tip needs to be turned in. So I guess the point of all this is to say we're as frustrated as you are. We don't know what the answer is, but we agree with you. You people that live right there in Midlothian and you're paying those city taxes, um, you're paying those official salaries, you really should know because you're close by, you could be in danger yourselves, and you do deserve an update. Absolutely. I, 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 I feel like we've repeated ourselves on this so many times, but we don't know what else to do. You know, we just... That's all we can do is talk about it and hope that the right person hears it. Do you have anything else to add? You know, let's talk about tips. Okay. I just feel like, um, I mean, I haven't gotten a, a report lately on tips and how, how they're coming along, but I do know that, that the police department and Crime Stoppers often sends over tips. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't know about being able to remain anonymous so I thought we would touch on that in a little more depth than we normally do. Um, you know, a lot of people think, yeah, right, whatever. But it, it's literally, they, they have to keep you anonymous, which is one of the reasons why uh, they have the app. Because when they get the information, it literally has no information other than the tip itself and like a, you know, an attachment or like a, how they can contact you back. But there's no information, no name, nothing. So... It's, it's absolutely wonderful that they allow the anonymous tipping uh, on the app or by phone. You can call the, one, the uh, number that's listed, and it can be different numbers for different cities and counties and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, 
It's such a good thing to be able to remain anonymous is my point. Yeah, that's for those people that are uneasy. And um, there's there's ways to stay anonymous. And um, uh, all right, and back to what I was saying earlier, I am in no way, shape, or form trying to incite a riot. Y'all, please don't go crazy in Midlothian, but I don't think there's any danger of that. What right. we are just saying is maybe band together because we have so many people individually um, contacting us. There's enough people there if you add all add all those up to make an impact. So do something productive. Talk to, um, I mean, I guess you could try contacting Midlothian Police. They'll probably push you away, though, like they do everyone. But maybe yeah. contact someone else that you think is in charge and maybe get a petition going. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that I know that people are frustrated and we don't want people to feel that way. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that I realize um, people's hesitation to, to turn in tips, okay? I realize that people hesitate for different reasons. Um, I mean, it can be a, a, a slew of reasons for people to hesitate. But how would you feel? I mean, sometimes cases just can't be solved without a tip. They just can't. So mm-hmm. it literally depends on you as the person that knows the information to turn it in. And if, if you don't do it, you're literally... Um, basically halting the case from being solved, unfortunately. Now, I do think that there's other things that they can do, in my opinion. Obviously, don't. I'm not working on the case, but I feel like they could maybe go back and talk to people again. Maybe they are. Of course, we don't know because they don't talk to well, us. Exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't be on this podcast second-guessing the police's actions, and we wouldn't hear from all these people right. that are definitely second-guessing the police's actions if we had even the tiniest little updates. I mean, we are so pro-police. We, I mean, I know that we both, we support the police departments. We think of course. they work hard. They, they they do a lot of selfless things. Putting themselves in, a, in yeah, extreme in danger. Way. I mean, I come from a law enforcement family. My right. dad is retired law, um, federal law enforcement, of course. It's just, it's just sad whenever you just don't know and people don't know what's going on. People don't know if it's, you know, being worked or it's just been swept under the rug, which is what we hear all the time. Oh, yeah. That's what people think. So if MPD is listening to this or anyone who knows someone at MPD, we're just delivering the facts, people. Um, they are really upset. We're just the messengers. We're just the messengers. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I guess we were so discombobulated by our guests not showing up for that other <laughs> case. We're going to do it. I forgot to do our normal routine of reading a Oh, yeah. A review. So if we're done with this topic, I thought I'd read a review really quick, and it was five stars, and it was written by Caitlin T., and her, the title of it is Love This, five stars. I just found this podcast, and I've been listening to everything in two days. I absolutely love true crime, and I listen to everything and anything I can. This is now my top favorite. Y'all do an awesome job. Can't wait to hear more. And she put a heart on there. Thank you so much, How Caitlin. nice. Caitlin T. That was an amazing review. Yeah. So um, I guess we have a call to action here as, um, yes, please keep contacting us. We want to hear from you. But also know, we agree with you. If you are disgruntled, especially if you live in Ellis, Ellis County or better yet, Midlothian, you have more muscle than we do. Now, Renee lives in Waxahachie, which is right there bordering Midlothian. I live north of Dallas, so I'm out of the picture now. So we're counting on the citizens of Midlothian to do something because you've been contacting us for so long now, and we feel your pain and your frustration, and we agree with you, and we wish you the best. and. Keep us posted. Yeah, let us know if there's anything that we can do. Uh, we get a lot of um, people messaging us, asking us how they can help, where we can, you know, step in and help. 
And uh, <clears throat> we're willing to do anything we can to help. We just, at this point, don't really know what to do. We've talked about a gazillion different topics on the case. Uh, we've done as many things as we can. One other thing I wanted to touch on, um, and like Crystal said, a, a call to action, uh, we want to hear from people that, one, either knew Missy, or two, worked with Missy, or three, um, was in Camp Gladiator and um, maybe had taken some classes from her, uh, just, you know, any of those things would be helpful because us being able to continue talking about the case keeps people thinking about the case, keeps people talking about the case, and keeps people um, hoping to get them to, you know, send in tips if they have any. I mean, there's just so many benefits to keeping this thing going. It also, in my opinion, puts a little bit of pressure on the police to keep to, you know, keep going and investigating it. What do you say, Crystal? Agree. It's just time to do something. It really is. It's just, um, it's been a hard, it's been a hard long road. Six and a half years, no answers. I mean, just think about our family. Um, I mean, it's just so hard for them because they don't know. Again, I mean, when I heard Hannah say that she was afraid, like, are they going to come after them? That just broke my heart. Oh, my gosh. Just horrible. I was like, really scary. And you know what, though? The government, the police, they have the guns they have the ability to be violent that we don't have. They've got the guns. They've got the force. They've got the authority. They've got the handcuffs. They've got the cages that they can put you in. Mm-hmm. It is it is definitely scary. Yeah. And that's why people are intimidated. We've heard from someone close to the case. It's not Brandon or anyone like that. It's someone a little farther out, but still close, that says that they're afraid to ask the police for updates because they don't want to potentially get the police upset with them. I'm just like, that is so right. scary, but I understand yeah. it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. It, very, it very much is, and it makes it hard, but um, it's it's our wish that people will still continue talking about the case, continue sharing, and that's another thing. Um, if you are on our Facebook page or in our group, well, I guess you can't share anything from the group, but if you're on our Facebook page, please share any of the posts that we do. We also put it on our personal ones. If it makes it easier, um, please share those posts because, you know, it, it can only help. Yes, and yes, please share our post on your social media. It does help spread the word about the case. And, of course, we would like more listeners to our podcast, but that's not really what it's about. We're wanting more eyes and ears on the Missy Beavers case. We want more tips coming in. Um, please tell your friends if, if, if there's someone who hasn't heard of the Missy Beavers case and maybe they have some kind of background in law enforcement or if you know any private investigators who would like to work on this case, please have them contact us. We can kind of get them up to speed with what we know and that way they're not starting from the beginning. You know what's crazy? I did a post, and I know you remember this. Um, I don't know. It's probably been about three months ago um, on Facebook looking for people who had had a family member that was either missing, murdered, whatever, and we're needing to get information out to the public um, so that we could cover other cases. And, and of course, in hopes that it would, you know, bring in tips for that particular case to whatever police department it needed to go to. And so I put, I put a post on Facebook. I had a couple of people that responded to me, and they said something similar to this. You're just looking to uh, get people to listen to your podcast. And I was just shocked by that. I was like, okay, isn't that the point? <laughs> you know? Yeah, those people in those local Facebook groups, you're always there's always going to be nasty people. It's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this last night. You know, people on social media will be so nasty, you know, hiding behind their keyboard. 
But if you saw those people face to face, they wouldn't say that stuff. Oh no, they wouldn't. It's just amazing. It's it's easy for you to have the the ability. It's a real sign of someone's character, I think, is how they conduct themselves on social media or when they think no one's watching. You know, especially if someone's under a fake or somewhere where you can't trace who it really is. That's really a really sign a sign of your character. Is how do you act when you think people aren't watching you? Right. You know, and, and that's kind of what I said to her. I said, um, if you had a family member that was murdered and you were desperately wanting the killer to be caught for more reasons than one, obviously to seek justice for your family member, but also maybe you're afraid for them coming after you or, you know, whatever, or maybe killing just someone else in the future. Wouldn't you want lots of people to listen to that podcast and, and, uh, producing, you know, information about the case. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to bring more people on to listen to it so that more people could hear it? Obviously the answer is yes. So I was just blown away by that. It just kind of, it just kind of, I don't know. It just, I, people never cease to amaze me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we hear from everyone, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, if you're out there and you're concerned about the case, there's a lot of things you can do. Please share uh, our posts. Please, it doesn't have to be our post. If you ever see anything on Midlothian PD or anywhere on on YouTube, just share anything about Missy's case to bring eyes and ears to it. Also, if you would please follow us on Instagram, we post a lot. We have a lot of content about Missy. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, we also have a Facebook page called True Crime Broads. We're also True Crime Broads on Instagram. We have a Facebook group called Missy Beaver's Discussion, something like that. I never know how to say it. What is it? Uh, Missy Beaver's Discussion Group, um, True Crime Broads. Or maybe I just said it I think it's True Crime Broads first, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. You're right. True Sorry. Crime Broads. I didn't help you. <laughs> Missy. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, neither it one of us to, has any idea what it's it called. It used but. to be something different. I think that's why I get confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you just type in Missy Beaver's discussion group, you'll find there'll be several, but you'll know it says because it says true crime. Broadway. Oh, and I will warn you, there are some that aren't very well managed. So fasten your seatbelt if you're going to you get in some of them. There's some that aren't managed at all. Like they don't even, yeah. they haven't had anything in them since 2019, I think. Yeah, I had to leave most of the groups because that was just freaking me out. But anyway, so also um, we're on Twitter as true crime broads. So yeah, just TikTok. Oh, yeah, we are on TikTok, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot with it lately, but I, I, I was getting kind of bored, and I figured maybe people are too with mm-hmm. the whole just putting little tidbits of the podcast in there. Yeah. So I don't really, you know, if anybody out there is well-versed in TikTok, please feel free to message us because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, my daughter keeps telling me I think it looks good. You I did a good to, job. I need to get on there and, you know, talk or whatever. But I don't know. I don't really understand all that stuff. So anybody who's well-versed in it, let us know what we could be doing differently. Um, also, I wanted to say this. We have a recently, I can't remember what the post was about, but um, I was talking about, you know, doing more, getting getting some stuff going with this case because we were kind of at a standstill. And a couple of people offered to send in money for an investigator, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. Um, we, we have you know, talked about doing that too and finding somebody. And then um, also doing like a, I'm, I'm not really knowing how to explain this very well, but like an ad, but not like a, kind of like a billboard, but in the newspaper, I guess. And that would probably be done digitally. But I just wanted to tell you, I have contacted three or four different people, including the Dallas News, uh, the Waxahachie Daily Light, and the Middle Mirror, and gotten no response from anyone to pay for an ad. 
No reply. At I have all. I have no idea. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so I've I filled out like online things. I've called the number. I called one number and it was a Waxahachie number. And the lady said she handles newspapers all across the country, which I thought was very strange because it was a Waxahachie number. She had Waxahachie Daily Light on her list and she said Middleothian Mirror was not there. She had never heard of it before. So I was <laughs> so I was like, Good Lord, this is it shouldn't be this hard to try to do business with someone. Really crazy. But anyway, as y'all can see, we do try. We have put forth a lot of effort. Effort, And if anybody can give us any pointers on that, please let us know. Yeah. And I guess with that being said, we're done here for the time being at True Crime Broads. We're going to be back, hopefully, with a rescheduled guest. We were going to try a different local case that people are very interested in, but I'll I'll let it be a surprise. It has, um, oh. So. I won't say anything then. I was going <laughs> to say just a little piece, but I won't say it. Oh, it's okay. All yeah. right. Well, That's cool. Um, well, we're going to jump off here and see if maybe our guest is going to still jump on. You know, he might have thought it was the next hour or something and right. been confused. So yeah. thank you for joining us on True Crime Broads, and we can't wait to see you next time. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.